I want my stuff to look like it's old. Like, my obsession is the old school shit. It's a hat tip to that. I probably would have fucking never bothered with it or, or given up a long time ago if I could only see what's around me. Go to New York and you see the amount of work that that dude put in, man. Holy fuck. Welcome to episode 38 of Toy Division. This one is with someone who runs a very successful Instagram account about graffiti. Please subscribe, give us a five-star review, share with your mates. There is going to be two more episodes in this series, but as I've mentioned in other episodes, it's not going to be three episodes a week from then on because it's just not maintainable. I'm spending my whole weekends editing and interviewing and it's just got out of control. But there also will be some t-shirts coming out to raise a bit of money because people seem to like this podcast and I'd like to keep it going. So anyway, enough of my bullshit. Please enjoy. This is another episode of Toy Division where rather than just interviewing writers, although this person may be a writer, I don't know, it's actually about wider graffiti 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 media and talking about the people that get the content happening so podcasts instagram accounts magazines books etc so thanks so much for agreeing to do this yeah you're welcome and so you are people might guess by your accent that you're from (laughs) ireland so you're currently in ireland yeah and it's like 7 40 a.m there yeah. Pretty early, but you've got stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, it's so. still dark. Oh, it's still dark. Ah, oh, the wonders of <laughs> European autumn, where it's just dark all the bloody yeah, time and damn. probably raining. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, so let's just start with this question, because let's not say what your Instagram account actually is. Let's leave people guessing. So, you know, a bit, bit of guesswork. Yeah. People just think, fucking just tell me what everything is. I want it easy. Um, but so... Big question. Do you think Instagram is a blessing or a lethal brain-melting evil? Um, I think, for me personally, I think it's a blessing. And I understand that there's massive downsides to it too. But for what it has led me to achieve through using an an app when I live in a remote country, I, I definitely can't complain about it like due to graffiti social media and more so instagram than the websites it's taken me all over the world and between meeting people just to paint and then eventually i ended up curating some exhibitions in new york through through someone who got in touch with me on instagram so um yeah i think it's good (laughs) Sounds like it's worked out well for you. That sounds pretty fucking good. You're like, yeah, I don't give a fuck what everyone else thinks about Instagram. It's fucking making my life pretty spicy. So, yeah. Do you think, and I know this isn't something I sent you, but do you think it has an addictive potential? Oh, without a doubt. Like, I, I can only speak for myself, but I know, like, my screen time is insane. I look at my phone all the time um, and it's definitely an addiction. I don't particularly think I'm, I'm sitting there wondering what's on it when I don't have it in my hand. 
but I, I, it's just almost like a natural reflex at this point just to pick it up and start looking and scrolling and fucking zoning out. But if I think about it from years ago, it's probably the same as when people just used to watch TV all the time. Like yeah. you're just getting your source of information from that because I, I don't really watch the TV unless it's maybe football, a live sporting event or whatever. I'd, I'd much rather look up some shit online that I want to see and not what's being fed to me per se, you know? I guess you have not, or you may have not seen um, Social Dilemma, the hot topic <laughs> uh, documentary at the moment, all about the potential addictive nature and manipulation yeah. of social media. Um, I went out to the uh, pub a couple of weeks ago and I came back and my wife had just watched it. She, she was like, you need to watch this. I was like, actually, I'm not going to bother. Thanks very much. <laughs> so no, I'm I'm almost avoiding it just due to the self-harm that will come after watching it from what I could hear. <laughs> yeah. I did watch it. And I, I'm not I'm not one of these people where I'm like, hey, social media is the fucking devil. I don't think that social media is... But on the other end of that, I don't really think... Because I've got an issue with it. I... I am like an addictive issue. Instagram is like my social media crack. I cannot yeah. kick the fucking habit. I I delete it and I, and download it multiple times a day. And it just, it, it's, you know, it's, how can I say it? It's just fucking addictive. And I don't always have to do it, but especially since I've started this podcast, which I, I'm sure you've got a similar thing with you is that once you actually start to get people adding you on, you get more followers, people are like sending positive feedbacks, people are sending things through. Yeah. It's almost like you have that drive to just make sure that oh, what someone sent me, because people are sending me no dick pics yet, which is a bit sad, <laughs> but um, maybe one day. But, you know, I'm just getting positive stuff. People are like, love your podcast. Thank you. Or liking the podcast. Thanks. And I'm like, who me because that's nice but i have yeah, to just yeah. remind myself try not to so one of the tactics i've been doing is i literally turn my phone off by 6 p.m and put it in a drawer in a different room wow because i yeah. i just was addicted to my phone all the time and a lot of the work that i do is about cognition and memory and all that type of stuff and then I've ruined phones for myself because I've then looked into the research about what it potentially does to your brain. But then we're also, I'm also joking, like probably smoking crack and doing heroin, heroin's way worse than Instagram. So yeah, exactly. And I've done them all. Anyway, that's not serious. Anyway, so <laughs> I'll have to cut some of these bits out or leave them in because this is real street <laughs> culture. So do you have, next question, do you have writers trying to tell you what you should or shouldn't add? to the Instagram. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you definitely, over time, uh, you've gotten to know people online, whether it's you've actually met them in person at this point, or they're just people who might send you stuff from time to time or whatever. And there's always that natural like competition thing where someone's messaging you going like, can't believe you. Why are you posting him? He's, he's a fucking toy or whatever. Like, I just ignore it, man. Or like, the whole thing about this is, this is just what I like. I'm not trying to tell everyone it's the best stuff in the world or if you don't like it, just don't follow. That's all I can say. Like you're never going to keep everybody happy, but like some people, obviously people DM their stuff a lot 
and sometimes people get mad if you don't post it and I always try and be polite but just because you sent me something does not mean that I like it or that I think it fits in with what I'm posting so like it's almost like I'm, I'm not looking to offend anybody but like some people actually get really tick and send you like they'd send you a pic hey man love your page and then when when you haven't posted they're like you're fucking i fucking hate this page fuck you <laughs> and you're just like okay you're probably about fucking 30 maybe just chill out you know just to give a bit of context so people are thinking why is the toy division weirdo interviewing someone with an instagram page everyone's got a fucking instagram page i've got 600 followers your Instagram page currently, and I'm, I'm literally looking at it, has 73.3, so that's 76,300 followers. And that's a lot for a graffiti page, um, Instagram account. Yeah. So you yeah. must get quite a few DMs. Yeah, like, a couple, I don't know, depending, on a, cer- on a certain day, you might get 15, 20 DMs a day. It just depends. There's obviously ongoing chats the whole time with people who you know and stuff like that too, you know? But um, yeah, a lot of people send through just looking to get on. And a lot of young guys as well who just like, a lot of people actually, believe it or not, would like send me pictures of their sketches and ask me like, how, how can I be better and shit like that? And it's like, I don't know where you thought I was going to be some crazy critic that's going to tell you what to do, but I always like try and show some level of respect and, and respond to them in some way, do you know? Like, yeah. obviously, I don't have all day to be fucking some graph agony ant at the same time, but if I get a minute, I will, you know? Like, I've seen people who got onto the page or I just post their shit and they hit me up and they're like, oh man, that made my fucking day. And I'm like, Jesus, this is crazy that people actually give a fuck. So you have to respect that too, you know? Yeah. And I suppose because you're the person that's creating the content, it's hard to really see it from the people that are viewing it and enjoying it. Like I didn't think anyone would ever listen to this bloody podcast. And I can see that people are. And it's, some people are saying it's, thanks it's good and i'm like it's just me talking shit for hours with people about graffiti but i guess maybe some people like that shit talking um so has i think you covered this earlier actually but just to go back do you think the instagram account has opened any doors to your own graffiti endeavors yeah definitely like like the amount of people who I have ended up meeting through it between, like, I try and travel. Like, obviously, we can't now with the lockdown, but every year I'll try and go away a couple of different places a year. And every time you go there, it's obviously way easier if you can just hook up with a local rider or whatever than fucking trying to suss everything out yourself. And, like, if I went on holidays, it's happened a good few times. If I go on holidays and I just post one or two pics on the story, say, walking around Rome or something like that, Almost immediately, writers from there will hit you up and say, like, are you looking to do anything? What are you doing, you know? So, like, that's one thing that I think, like, because I live in a country that has a very small graph scene and I live in a town in that country that has even smaller, like, 
a handful of writers. Like people in my everyday life just think this is insane. That you would go and just, like I've gone and gone over to Barcelona and stayed in people's houses that I never even met before. And like, she's my wife now, like my girlfriend at the time be going like, you're, you're going over to a serial killer or something. Like, how the fuck do you know who this guy is? And I'm like, I, I'm sure it's Grant. <laughs> we have mutual friends, you know? So in that respect, yeah, for me personally, going round, it's opened many a door. And like, I think also on the other aspect then, um, I was contacted by the Martinez Gallery in two, 2019, I think it was, um, to go over and curate a show in their gallery in New York. So that ended up happening with like 26 international artists fly them over to New York for two weeks, paint two different gallery locations that they have and then have have an opening and shit like that. And like, never in my wildest dreams did I ever even consider graffiti in a gallery. Like, I'm not really interested in that or I never was. And when they asked me to come over and do it in a curatorial manner, I was going, what, what do I know about that? And that guy, Hugo, who owns it was like, through your Instagram, you are curating. And I'd never really thought about it before. Do you know? Mm. I just, like, I suppose I, I I was doing that, but I just, it wasn't something that I ever considered. I just wanted to post pics of graph. I, didn't re I wasn't really thinking like I was making taste or anything like that, you know? I have to say, and this is not just because you're on the, on the call, but your actual, and I think we've discussed this when we've been arranging this, and you like some of the writers that I've mentioned, like Kegger, O'Clock. You like we seem to have pretty similar tastes when it comes to really yeah. fucking good graph. And <laughs> I first noticed your Instagram quite a few years ago, and I just remember seeing what you'd post and being like, "This graph is fucking fresh. Whoever's doing this is choosing some really good graph." And I suppose that's where it's. I guess people, especially when it comes to graffiti, people, not just the specific styles or the specific writers, but it's almost that we've got that sixth, seventh, eighth sense where we can kind of sense that someone is really just choosing real good stuff and it like ticks the boxes. And that um, thing at the Martinez Gap, Martinez is the right way of saying, isn't it Martinez? Martinez yeah. Gallery. I remember seeing that advertised and I was like, the the choice of writers, I was like, I want to fucking go. There was no way I was going to New York, Sydney. It's yeah. a bloody, well, it's a mission from <laughs> Ireland as well. But I remember just thinking that is a really good selection of writers. So I guess yeah. it's difficult to know your own creative skills and talents, you know? Often we're just like, oh, well, I'm just doing what I do, so. Yeah, you see, I, I think like it works to my benefit to basically live in, in a, in a like I'm not going to the pub at the weekend and meeting all these guys who are blowing smoke up your arse or like you're not involved in any politics because you don't have anybody like I'm not affiliated like that with a load of fucking heavies or whatever the fuck it is so I can just do my own thing and you're kind of just you're tipping away you're not influenced by other people because you're not meeting them on a daily basis or anything like that you know yep that makes perfect sense if I'm, I live in Sydney, but I don't live actually in the city. 
and yeah. I, I'm, I've got friends who are writers, but I'm not really, I'm definitely past the thing now where I'll go and like intentionally hang out with random writers because through experience, I've realized so many writers are just dickheads. Yeah. Yeah. Big thing. <laughs> and I've just pissed, I've just pissed off everyone that's listening to this. Like, what? You fucking bastard. But it's true. Even it's not true, but you know what I mean? You end up like hanging out with the people that are of a similar positive sort of mindset where it's not all about just fucking being tough guys and going around starting beef and you're like mid to late thirties. It's just not, it's not really how I want to live my life. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that. It's always there if you want it, but <laughs> not in my case. Right. That's it. I'm off. I'm going to jump yeah. on a train, wear a bum <laughs> bag, get a little box cutter and start really living, reliving my teenage years. So <laughs> big question because I'm again being very rude, but I hadn't written this down. I just wanted to highlight the fact that You've actually posted 18,600-ish posts on the page. Now, that's a lot of posts. <laughs> yeah. How do you uh, find the time to not only do that, but to actually locate what you're looking for? Are you looking on Instagram? Are you looking... How, how do you find it? Because I'm saying the content is great, but it's very diverse and it's actually quite often quite unique it's not the same old flicks you've seen everywhere so how do you go about actually finding what you post um well when it, this all started with um once i started getting into graffiti or once i get into anything i need to know everything about it like i just get obsessed with it and because i was living in a country that like where, where when i first began there was nobody around me who I could learn anything of. So I turned to trying to get all the mags and all the books and then the internet came around and um, I was fucking back in the days of the old school dial up and you're waiting for a whole hour just for one page to fucking load up. And I would just save all the images or uh, print them out or something. So I didn't have to be online to look at them. So I suppose like it, moving on then, I would be talking to my friends who who wrote about writers and they just, they had no interest in people that weren't in their local scene or whatever, which is fucking cool in one way. But it was also mad frustrating where I was like, lads, you, you have to know about Kegger or Clock, whatever. So I started up a blog spot and it was just literally for me to put them pictures on so the boys could go and look at them to see who the fuck I'm talking about. So I was like cutting out the middleman of them sifting through all the forums and shit. And then uh, me and my best mate, Killian, decided that we would start an actual website. So again, this was before the Instagram days. So the two of us just started doing that. And my thing was that I would post 10 images a day of graph on it. And then we'd also just post silly fucking videos and memes and all this other shit. And we did it for a couple of years. It got like, when we were doing it, we didn't have anywhere to launch it or anything like that. So we never really knew like, is anyone else seeing this or like, cause there is no real interaction with a website or there wasn't back then. But we kept tipping away and like telling people that we were doing it and different things. And then eventually like, because but he, he is a lot better at computers. 
that me, although I love the internet, I cannot use a computer to save my life. But he figured out those Google Analytics and stuff like this. And then we realized, holy fuck, like over 2 million people have visited. This is fucking crazy. So when we figured that out, we're like, shit, right, we need to fucking keep doing this or whatever. And as life went on, like the two of us are in our 30s, Killian ended up uh, having kids and stuff like that. And he just didn't have the time to do it because it is time consuming. So I just continued it on, but just with the Ted and Flexograph each day. And then when Instagram came, it was like, oh, fuck, now I don't have to sit down on my laptop tonight and feed everything into WordPress. And it, it was just, it's instantaneous. You can do it so quickly. It just made total sense that I can just carry it around in my pocket and just upload. And um, I'm just used to doing that now. Where it comes to like, uh, I've been very fortunate that like, I've been posting guys stuff who, who I really like. And then they'll contact me and go, will you stop posting them old flex? Like I'll give you my new shit. And I've eventually, you know, gotten in touch with more or less all the guys that I post or in some aspect. So a lot of the time, the photos that I get are sent to me from people, from the guys themselves. Or um, obviously I still do look, I, I, I follow a lot of accounts, I see graph every day, but I personally don't like posting something that's already been posted. Like someone does a new piece and then some pages fucking have a screenshot on theirs and repost it within 10 minutes of the guy posting it. Like I would rather show other stuff you know hmm. so um i t i kind of go digging for it but there's no real rhyme or reason to it i'll just be thinking about something during the day and i'll go oh fuck i might go and look up some vfr tropes or something like that and just go searching <laughs> i don't really have a place that i get it really just dribbling thinking about a vfr fifa whatever however you say it just yeah. like, i've been taking the piss in the last few episodes just like that that frothing, like like the dribble emoji of just like, just <laughs> when someone talks about a writer that he's like, oh God, they're fresh. And you know what? That might not sound like the most cool thing to say and be like, but you know, writers love seeing the work of other really good quality oh, well, writers. Well, I was lucky enough then after doing that international show with the Martinez Gallery, I did another one last year along with scuff and post and it was like all the 90s bombers oh, so God. yeah so like when you talk about frothing like <laughs> vfr was there uh scuff oj fucking just anyone you can basically think of the pics are online but yeah like for me like i was telling scuff like back when he put out state your name back in the day like I remember using like my dad's credit card to try and buy it online from America off like the Saster website. And I got it and like nobody else in Ireland had it. And I used to be bootlegging copies of it online and shit like that. And um, obviously I've heard other people on here talking about it. Like it's a real like macho fucking I'll stab you crazy vibe. And then <clears throat> you meet Scuff now and he actually like, um, does art therapy with kids and stuff like that, you know? And I, um, I did hear that on, I think it was actually the guy who runs the Martinez Gallery, an interview with him on a podcast, and he was talking about that fact that Scuff is an art therapist now. Yeah, 
yeah, he works for like the Pratt Institute and he works for Martinez Gallery and he, he, he really wants to like give back to kids and stuff. And as we all know, he was one of the most hardcore, gnarliest fucking guys in New York in the 90s. So it's cool to see that too, you know? Well, I, I think the, what seems to be coming to light is, and I don't know if this is just because I'm in some sort of like, how can I put it? You know, when you cut, what do they call it? Like a, like a, a factual echo chamber. So you're like living in this bubble, but it just feels like there's quite a few people. So the guy that runs the graffiti machine podcast bus, he's doing like in LA, he's doing like studio things and like giving back to the community and running black book sessions for people to just come in and running a graph store and a studio and stuff and scuffs doing stuff like that. I'm planning to try and open some sort of like graffiti therapy thing. You know, Ket and Kel yeah. are running the graffiti museum. There just seems yeah. to be a lot of movement where, cause I think street art kind of not blocked, but kind of took all the, the hype. And it was like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I think there's a lot of grown up rational thinking graffiti writers really thinking about, well, how can we actually take this culture almost out of its very very long extended teenage style things and actually make it a mature movement to help people out when it comes yeah. to so many different things maybe that's just because i've been thinking about doing it and i'm reasoning it but i yeah i agree with you it's just it's it's and especially someone like scuff like see, like these guys know too like the, when they have the frame of mind that they know they grew up in, like, not all of them, but a lot of them came from crazy environments and they, they've had tough lives and they know what it's like to be a child in that situation. They're not just, like, deciding I'm going to be a nice guy and do it. Like, they're, they're doing it because they've lived it and they know it. So they're the perfect guys to be doing it too, you know? It's it's great to see people giving back like that, I have to say. Like, I, I've been around... Um, Martinez Gallery does, like, a daily... Um, our therapy sessions with kids because it doubles as a pediatric center for children also like they have like five doctors working in the place and stuff like that so they have like um, if you go in and instead of just sitting in the waiting room you can go over and sit with the likes of scuff and uh, draw with the kids and what he's told me is like when you're sitting drawing with them they'll tell you so much as yeah, opposed man. to like just sitting them down in a sterile room and wanting to know, like, putting them on the spot where they're shitting themselves and when they're drawing, they're opening up or even just from what stuff they want to draw, you get an insight into what's going on with them, you know? Yeah. Well, the type of therapy, I'm an occupational therapist and that's, it's got elements of art therapy. I have done lots of art-based activities, but it's the yeah. doing. It's like one of the most common things which I use in a session is someone when I used to work in a clinic I don't run a clinic anymore but I used to run a pediatric clinic and one of the best things was was if the person was able we literally go for a bloody walk and the family yeah. would be like but we've come to the clinic and I'm like and then we go on the, this walk and there's so much all the stuff that I can mention but doing things is because it's often seen as like therapies you sit and just be talked at you know that sigmund freud type yeah. thing sit on the chaise lounge sit there and tell me about your mother uh, or something yeah. like that and it's that ain't that ain't the therapy which really seems to tick the boxes i did an interview for a occupational therapy podcast 
Um, and they just, the guy that runs that just wanted to know about graffiti. So I'm, I was talking, so it's been listened to now hundreds of occupational therapists. And it's like, they're probably thinking, huh, I've never thought about, about it like this, but trying to talk in quite a, not necessarily academic, but in a way that doesn't seem like, yo son, come and get on this motherfucking graffiti therapy, yo, and motherfucking, yo, check out my fucking spray cans, I'm all shitty, what? Yeah. But, not, that not that that's a bad thing, I love those parts of um, State Your Name, and on a totally oh, different yeah. flex, JA's bit, I guess it's not probably the most politically correct thing, but um, yeah. it's, def it's definitely... Um, Fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it as that. So I've kind of gone off a bit off a bit off course, but that seems to be the the style with this podcast is that we kind of you know move around and weave. And I'm just you know just what you've just said then about you know a pediatric clinic, and then having someone like Scuff sitting down and drawing with the kids, and it being like this person who is so well respected and often such a macho tough guy thing. But um. Yeah. Just shout out to everyone that's doing that. I know quite a few people that are making moves to try and actually, because I think a lot of us, we were kind of for a while, it was like, oh, we need to pretend we're street artists because that's what's acceptable. But yeah. I'm now proudly saying that no, it's graffiti art. Yeah. It's graffiti writing rather than say street art. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And seeing the horror on people's faces, they're like, what? <laughs> You do that graffiti, disgusting stuff. And you're like, yeah, like, get out of here. Um, so I wonder how many jobs I've lost because disclosing that. Oh, yeah, I used to do panels. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Um, so <laughs> you wear the toy. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've done that spot. And you're like, oh, shit, this is a 60-year-old psychiatrist telling me he was all city back in the day. So um, other than Instagram, what sort of graffiti media do you consume? Um, you know, film, books, Instagram. There's so many different things oh, now. But all of it. Um, I suppose I have a lot of books. I, I like buying books, um, have done for years because, like I said, that's how I got into like any of it was learning from the books because I didn't have anything to look at, you know? So, yeah, I, I suppose I spend a lot of money on graph books, but it's there's nothing better than being able to sit down and just look through it like i i'm sitting in my sitting room here i have a massive bookshelf there and almost every day when i'm sitting here i'll just be looking over and i'll see one i'll end up going over and picking it up um i think books is the best form really like it as much as i've posted whatever you said eighteen thousand fucking photos which is really sad when you think of it but um them photos are wasted on a fucking tiny screen you know what i mean like yeah at the end of the day a book is just nicer. You have it, you can leaf through it. There's usually some text in it. And um, yeah, that that's definitely my favorite form. Some of the mags too. There's not as many people putting out magazines anymore as, as there was. But um, yeah, I have a huge collection of magazines as well, like all the style file and fucking um, incognito magazines and explicit graphics and bomb alert and all that shit too, you know? so much good stuff that's the thing there's another episode coming out soon with a guy so after the books for crooks episode where yep. which was like 
someone just chucked petrol on an already quite burning fire and the amount of because i can see how many people have listened to each episode i'm like holy shit like the amount of people that and then another guy was like oh i heard the books for crooks episode and i really want to tell you about all my mags and books that i've got and a project that i'm planning and it was just like this has opened a can of worms. This is what I was saying to you before we started recording that it's basically hundreds, if not thousands of mega nerds. And <laughs> I love that because I was trying yeah. to hide that when I first started this podcast. I think people realized I'm not a fucking super serious about this, but well, I am in terms of my motivation, but not like I was saying like, what up son? Yo, this is toy division, yo, and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But it's just like, we all love this stuff and all these magazines and publications are so important to document it. So without having already asked you this, other than Subway Art, do you have a book that's in that collection? You said you can actually see them, but I guess you've probably got some in storage as well. Is there one that really stands out for you as like a, wow, what an amazing book? Um, yeah, like, <clears throat> it's very hard to pick a favourite, to be honest. Um, like sometimes i'll want to look at crazy cento pieces or sometimes i'll just want to look at tags or like uh as i'm looking at it here i would say um i i sent this one two books for crooks when he asked me uh the fuzz one book is a is a just a really good read like there's not, not actually that many graph picks in it but just hearing all the fucking crazy stories from the 70s and the beginning of TFP crew and shit like that like I've read it twice and I enjoyed it both times um, so that's definitely one I always liked uh, the Espos are getting over um, I don't know man there's, there's classic hits I I go through uh, phases like I was fucking obsessed with like the 70s graph for a long time and I have a, a shit ton of all those books and then there's Dumbo uh, he he's a writer from Milan he has his books really cool it's, that's it's something a, that's a great book yeah it's a bit different than the normal graph book but yeah I like it so um yeah I'm the worst person I'll just end up naming every single book I like them all <laughs> and again and again what's funny is you know we've we were talking before this we're like it seems like we've got quite similar graffiti tastes and then like the books that you're mentioning the Cento book yeah the Espo book I was actually lucky enough like when when Santo came over he him and Sabe came to Ireland because they were doing like a book launch and the graph shop in Dublin asked me to pick them up from the airport and oh fuck pay, pay yeah so I got to go go painting with them uh, part TDS as well when he was doing it and then um, Espo in 2009 was over here for six months like on a Fulbright scholarship mm-hmm. Um so it was at the very beginning, like when he started doing all them love letters and stuff like that, it was because his wife, when he was over here for six months. And um, we we just bumped into him in the graph shop and then ended up hanging out with him for that time. And that's definitely where I got put onto a lot. Like, I'm sure I absolutely wrecked his head because I literally just asked him morning, noon and night questions. What's JA like? What about Reese? Tell me something about this. Uh, who made who made this style? Like just fucking, he he definitely taught me a lot of shit because it was it was crazy just to have him here for that time, you know. 
Wow. Okay. Where do I even start on that? Painting with Sento. <laughs> people, again, I always say this because I assume other people have listened to the other episodes. This might be someone's first episode. Search up Sento graffiti on the internet and also get the bloody book. The book yeah. is... My, we discussed it on the books for crooks. Mind-bending. If you don't know who Esbo is, Google. I don't like saying Google it, but that's what everyone uses. Or DuckDuckGo, because then you don't get as much tracking. So use DuckDuckGo in the Brave browser, then you don't get tracked so much. Anyway, yeah, because I I started using Brave, and it's told me it's stopped 22,000 ads and tracking things in the last, last, like, three months. Yeah, because basically Google is listening. And anyway, anyway, that's a whole other bloody thing that goes back to that social dilemma stuff but being able to meet those writers spend time with them and i suppose the thing is it just makes you really realize that there's so many layers to graph just more and not not literally <laughs> i don't yeah. the, your local graph spot has lots of layers of paint which is also another interesting thing um <laughs> but there's just so many i don't know do you and again i haven't sent you any of these questions i'm just chucking you these at you at random but yeah. Do you think because of the internet, it's almost sent the culture into like hyperdrive, where we're all now realizing the connections and there's like, we can see the content and then we can get in contact with people. And it's almost like amplifying the the culture because it's like, I, I can see graffiti is just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And we're actually talking about real graffiti. We're not like yeah. the kind of side point of, yeah, the Banksy stuff, street art, fet, whatever, whatever. People want to do that, all good, whatever. That's that's their thing. But like proper graffiti, letter-based stylized writing, it's just, but maybe I'm in a bubble. Do you think the internet's oh, like, like brought that about? Well, if you're someone who's, say you're genuinely interested in style and you, like, how the fuck are you ever going to know of of the TFP style, like Santo style or any of this shit, if, if you don't live in their area? You know what I mean? Like, mm. I know a lot of people say, like, oh, the internet ruined graffiti. But it also fucking, like, not for me. <laughs> That's all I can say. Like, I, I probably would have fucking never bothered with it or, or given up a long time ago if I could only see what's around me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. When every other aspect of your life is international and online, why the fuck wouldn't it be? You know, it depends how you use it. Like, it's just there. It's like anything. Use responsibly. You know what I mean? What the fuck? (laughs) You can overdose. You can fucking use it for bad. You can use it for good. Just, like, don't be an asshole. You know? I'll get that on a T-shirt. Get it on a Toy Division (laughs) T-shirt. Use use the internet as you should do. Don't be an asshole. Dot, dot, dot. Um, So... (laughs) Um, and this is a weird question that I've pulled out of nowhere. Uh, well, no, I did send it to you. Um, <laughs> it's weird. I just <laughs> thought of this on a whim. If possible, would you turn the Instagram account into a corporate money-making entity that would steal paint from toys via mind control? <laughs> um, the stealing paint from toys is rather interesting, but um, yeah, no, I, like different people that I meet who don't know anything about graph someone might mention oh he has a he has an Instagram with a load of followers you know and people are all like they're everybody's first reaction is just to say like how can you make money off that how can you monetize that but like I suppose I'm just so like out of the loop of any of that shit like that's not something I consider do you know what I mean like I don't know I know like 
what I'll tell you is this. I know that I could make that Instagram way bigger by posting certain types of shit. You can see there's like videos of graph that just, I know that if I posted it, it would get 5,000 likes or some shit. But I don't like that type of shit. So I'm like forfeiting having the massive following to just try and keep it to the to the to the stuff that I like. Do you know what I mean? Like if you get it dilutes it if you start chasing followers, like it's fucking shite. And also yeah. writers can smell a fucking fake rat from fucking miles and miles away. That's why your Instagram and this is my opinion. It might be totally wrong but the reason why it's got so many people following it is that it's not okay it's not um selfies of birds in bikinis now that's a whole other well <laughs> slide in the bms if you have them <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i think there's quite a few instagram accounts where it's just literally the same woman who's taken thousands of selfies i'm going to be a model no, yeah. you're going to be drawn to a studio with a photographer who will probably smash your back doors in and then tell you you're going to be a star. So that's just a, yeah. I've been there, I've done that. I've been, <laughs> not the photographer. I'm going to cut that out. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I was going to joke, I've been the model, but that's yeah. totally lost there. But I guess the thing is people people can notice and there is there is other graffiti media out there, which I wouldn't consider really real graffiti media. And it is definitely, you can see that it's to try and make money. And it's done yeah. by people that maybe don't write or don't really have a fucking clue. And writers don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I definitely think, like, I see other pages or writers and, like, they're affiliated with certain brands and stuff like that. And I think, like, if you like it, then fuck it. Yeah, do do that. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I never would. I just, like, it's not something I would ever seek out myself, you know? Like, try to make a corporatism really on my agenda. You can make the next Cope. You can make Cope 2, Kings Destroyed, the sequel, and then really <laughs> blow up the internet with all the hype of like, that's what makes me laugh. I often joke about that. Like, let's discuss, is to Cope, Tope 2? Is Cope 2 a snitch? Is yeah. um, Utah really hot? Is, it's almost like teenage graph. Is, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's, is, was J.A. okay to go over Sabre in the L.A. River? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but um, but I, I would reckon, I reckon Utah is pretty attractive, but that's my own um, <laughs> thing. So I guess the other question would be, and this is where the big reveal is, I think it's quite a few people. How did you come up with the name of the Instagram account? Because I'm pretty sure I know the reference, but I could be totally wrong. So how did you come up with the name? Yeah, it's from um, Case 2 in Star Wars. When he's sitting there just sketching. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's from. Like, and like, sometimes I think about it, like I even realised, like, say if you had a, a graph Instagram and you have some sort of real graph name, I think that would have draw, like you could draw more followers doing that because it just speaks to randomers as opposed to like, and not even real world that you you kind of have to be informed to know what the fuck it even is you know but um yeah it was just like uh, me and my mate were the same as everybody i suppose i don't know maybe you could tell me but that movie or that scene is just so quotable we just used to be saying that shit all the time and that's where it came from the bit where he's that. kind of like singing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i can't remember what he's singing <laughs> or just walking yeah. into his building yeah. What's up, Gigolo? 
What's up, Gigolo? Yeah, just like marching yeah. in. He's just RIP case too, because what a fucking unit. Like, oh, man. Yeah. And just when he's sitting in his flat, just doing that sketch. Yeah, that's where it's from. I don't yeah. even, I don't even, I'm not going to try and do his voice. I don't even think you could read it. You know, this is, yeah. I haven't even done the real computer stuff. And yeah, <laughs> so we're going to, we've kept, I think this is, remember I was saying at the beginning, shall we, I reckon most writers will know what we're talking about. If you don't, yeah. go and check Style Wars, S-T-Y-L-E, Wars, full version is on YouTube. Be educated, check that scene out, and you will hear him say something. That is the name of this Instagram account. Let's <laughs> keep it a little bit secretive, because I I had guessed that. I, yeah. I, I think I used to, I'm pretty sure I was looking at the website way before the Instagram, and I remember thinking, that's a really fucking good name. And just thinking, oh, I get that reference, and that's like that secret club of like, only writers know about it. It's like people that we go, um, I had someone the other day, I was just on the other side of the road and they went, this is it, this is it. And then it was just going, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, turn around. I was like, of course, it's my mate who's a fucking writer. <laughs> yeah. Well, same same quotes out of a film that's just fucking so old, but so many quotes. You want to watch any movie, watch that one. Yeah. So I can't say thanks enough. This has been very insightful because I often have wondered, you know, a lot of the older media stuff gets quite a lot of exposure, you know, Martha Cooper, Henry Chalfant. But I really want to start talking to people about who's involved now. So I'm talking to people that are doing podcasts, Instagram accounts. I'd love to get the, the person or persons that made dirty hands on. I've tried with some people and they're like, why the, why the fuck would I want to talk to you about something I made 20 years ago? But yeah. I guess it's the mega nerds want to hear mega nerd stuff. Yeah, for sure. Dirty Hands Productions is an Instagram. Like you definitely hit them up and ask. You'd be surprised too. Like at the end of the day, everybody, if you're a graffiti writer and you're prolific, there's a very good chance you love talking about yourself. Yeah. So, and you love your own shit. Like definitely one thing that I noticed, like going to New York, is like them guys will just straight up tell you how good they are. Like in Ireland, if you're good at something, you, you just like you put your head down and you, you say thanks and that's it. Like you don't go, yo, you fucking, do you know who I am, motherfucker? <laughs> like they are fucking lunatics. Not all yeah. of them, but like that was definitely an eye-opening thing. But I think like even when you asked me to do it, like I've never done something like this before, but I've definitely asked other people for pics or can you hook me up with this or that? Like you have to give back to, you know what I mean? You can't yeah, just man. always be breaking, you know? And also you did say, you were like, oh, I'm not really up for talking. Most, that's the most common thing I get back. People are like, oh, I don't really talk. I don't really talk. And I actually know some of them in person. I'm like, I think it's because a lot of people feel a little bit under pressure because it's like, it's recorded and then it's going to be like put out to the world. But I just like these when they just turn into like a friendly chat. And that's normally where they go. Cause it's yeah. just a, it's just a chat about something that we all, well, I hope we love it, but we all just love it. And it was funny that you said not bigging yourself up. I heard um, the guy that plays MC Grinder in people just doing nothing or people yeah. just do whatever the title of that is. And I think it was, was it F24 or, um, Hip Hop Saved My Life. I can't remember which podcast it was. Uh, it was it was Hip Hop Saved My Life with the comedian. Uh, I can't remember his name. And um, 
he was just saying how they were laughing at Cypress Hill. Like Cypress Hill are like hard weed, weed smokers and have been for a long time, but have stayed functional. And then was talking about how just like people in the UK just smoke tons of weed and become super paranoid and anxious. And then he was just saying how different American culture is to like, you know, Ireland, the UK. And um, he was just like, if anyone in England says, yo, I'm the fucking best, I'm amazing. You think, who the fuck does this cunt think they are? Yeah, what a dickhead. Yeah. Like everybody just moves away from you down the pub when you start telling everybody how, how good you are or something, you know? But then in America, that's like everyone just represents, not everyone, but my experience has been like, we, I'm fucking sick. I'm amazing at this. And you, you better realize I'm amazing at this. You'd just be like, yeah. what a fucking arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> I have a level of respect for Dudo. Like, it's like, fair play to you, man. If if you're willing to fucking love your shit that much, because I hate mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> like, sometimes you have to look at the guys like that and go, well, I wish I was as happy as he is, because he fucking loves it. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's weird, isn't it? Because then I've met some people who... You know that whole thing that you know the common thing is don't never meet your heroes or whatever and i've actually met some people who i knew and again it's all just about graphs so people oh it doesn't matter but you know i i've got a lot of as we both do you know graph is a very important kind of almost part of my dna now and meeting yeah. people that have respected their painting or their prolific nature for a long time and you meet them and they're like super humble and chilled it's yeah. like, oh, it's amazing. And then you've got the other end where you meet them and you're like, they're just a wanker. <laughs> well, like, I always think about this, like, if someone is super prolific, like, and I'm sure you know if you're, like, if you're in that area of work, like, there has to be something partially wrong with all of us that you want to, like, this is what you're interested in. It's like, I can't, for the amount of hours a day that I spend thinking of graffiti, like, I just wish... I was mad into being a doctor or some shit that was, you know, you know, if I knew this much about something else, anything else, it would probably be more beneficial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'm, you know, you know, I'm starting my own therapy business at the moment. I think my fiance keeps thinking, why the fuck doesn't this guy, I won't say my name. I fucked that up the other day. I said my own name on here. Why, why does he spend this many hours on the podcast? rather than this fucking therapy business instead. Surely that's more important, but that's a whole other round table discussion. So yeah. I won't ask you if you've got any shout outs. People are gonna have to guess what your Instagram is. I'm happy to leave it like that because you have fucking so many followers. You're not like, I need to advertise this to yeah. get more followers. You're like, I've got enough. Um, yeah. I guess the last thing is, some rapid fire questions. Now, I didn't tell you about these. Okay. So you're like, oh, what a prick. Um, but they're ones from the other episodes. So this is actually about painting. So Belton Ral or Spanish Montana Hardcore, the original formula. Well, Spanish Montana all day for me. Nice. Yeah. New York Fat Cap or Banana Cap? Mm. I don't usually use it. I usually use a stock cap for outlining and a, uh, any fat cap. So I'll take that fat cap, but yeah, I, I never have any use for a banana. <laughs> so you're on the stock cap because I've been considering, I've never really gone into that realm. Because yeah, well, like always... I, the thing that I like about it is I want my stuff to look like it's old. Like I'm not trying yeah. to do some futurism roid shit. Like <laughs> my obsession is the old school shit. 
it's a hat tip to that. I, I know it's not original in any way. I'm not trying to make like I just love that stuff. So I want to try and recreate that aesthetic. And if you use a stock tip, it generates this little layer of fuzz around the outline that most like wild stylers and all that shit would fucking hate. But that's nearly my favorite thing. <laughs> that's what I like about it. I'm not like doing some crazy Berlin um, anti-style shit with a stock tip. I think stock tips get a bad name. <laughs> and you've, you've, I, you know, I actually, again, the things you think about when you're a writer. I woke up this morning. I was just laying in bed thinking, I know that people use stock tips, and I actually quite like the style. Maybe I'll give it a go. And you've just, you've just put the stock tip tip in my mind so thank you yeah. for that and that explains it and that's what i like is that you know we often obsess about and i've discussed this with many other people there's this obsession to get things clean you know you, you might post something to some mates in like a, pro, a private group or whatever a wicker or whatever and people are like it's clean oh yeah it's clean and you're like i don't think it was when i actually did it and I wasn't really going for it looking mega clean because I was on that, I was on that, I want to do like wild style, clean pieces, no drips, perfect. And I've seen people painting like that and it looks painful. And respect to everyone that does that. Some of the people that I've seen do that, their work is amazing, but they spend 10 hours doing a piece and it's just like, they get so into it that I just think, does that even look like it's fun anymore? Yeah, no, that's kryptonite to me. Two hours max. Like, I paint with guys, and one of them, he paints unbelievably clean, but he's always left there on his own because, like, right, man, I'm away. I'll see you later. Uh, like, I'm not staying here for four hours watching you cut back them lines and all that. Like, that's... It's not fun to me. I just want it to be in and out uh, fun, and if it's dripping, it's dripping. Once it doesn't look too bad. You know? that's, and that's the that's the post perfect world style era. That's that's where we're going. So, last rapid fire question, and this is always a bit controversial, but fuck it. Revoke MSK or JAXTC? JA all day for me. <laughs> I thought that um, might be the case. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not picking sides here or anything like that. I don't have any affiliation, but. Um... <laughs> When you go to New York and you see the amount of work that that dude put in, man, holy fuck. Like, it is actually incredible. Like, you're taking the subway, every single window you look outside in the tunnels, underneath each light he has a throw-up or a tag. Like, just for his longevity and what he's done all day. Like, I think, like, Revoke is a fucking serious writer, but I don't really like crazy pieces like that so it's not really my thing massive respect to him for what he does but ja all day for me i think that's what people often think answer, wasn't it? what's that say it again sorry it was like a politician there i tried try to talk <laughs> i was i was just about to say how i don't want people to think that these questions are like Oh, because they, there was beef between MSK and XTC. Whose side are you on? Nah, it's just trying to make people realize there's so much to graffiti and that we can all just get out of it what we want. Like what one person thinks is graph doesn't have to be that. And this movement towards more flexibility. There's a couple of writers in the UK that I've seen doing stuff and it's, it's unusual. And I really didn't understand it at first. 
but now I really like it because I like that individual difference. And even if I don't really like the style, I think someone going out there and doing something totally different, like hats off to you. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Like original back in the early days, it was all about being original. Like, like you had to, you had to be original to stand out. And I suppose now it's kind of diluted in a way, or like there's certain styles people follow, be it regional or just in general, you know. But once you're whatever you're doing is making you happy, then who gives a fuck? <laughs> that's what I think, anyway. You know. So that's a good way to end this interview. So thanks so much for that. Well, thanks so much for this. And if anyone hasn't worked out who you are yet, well they can work it out but i think it's been really useful and giving people a bit of context and they're like oh wow i heard the guy's voice between behind bleep, instagram now now i can dm him and go i love your voice it's amazing i had someone actually send me that it's fucking weird i love your english accent thanks so <laughs> much it's been really smooth in my mind i'm like uh fucking block that wow. person I know. I'm wearing a little sex glove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting married soon. I can't be having people compliment me about my voice. But if anyone oh, does want that's... to send any compliments about my slightly weird English voice that sounds a bit Australian, please put it on a postcard to PO Box Toy Division. Anyway, um, thanks so much for this, mate. And I'm just going to stop recording. That's episode 38 of Toy Division Done and Dusted. Thanks so much to today's guest. If you haven't worked out what his Instagram account is, go and work it out. Anyway, talking about Instagram, Toy Division underscore podcast. Please subscribe, give us a five-star review, share with your mates, and my neighbour's dogs are going nuts in the background. Peace out, Toy Division. <laughs>